Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running Scarlet Citadel by Cobalt Press, a 5th edition role-playing game. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to the dedicated Discord channel, the monthly Q&A, a whole bunch of exclusive adventures, previews of upcoming stuff, all different kinds of things that patrons get. And to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. Last week was an interesting game. So the prep for it was very quick. It didn't take me a long time to, I think it was like under 30 minutes for the, for the prep for the last session. They started off in town. I knew where I was going to start, which is have them get attacked by assassin devils. And if you ever want to kill like half a game... If you play like a three hour game, getting getting attacked by a great big battle right in the beginning is a surefire way to like, you know, a ramp up some interest and b have the game going on. Now, I don't know if it ends up being boring or not. It, it certainly wasn't a boring fight, but it ate a lot of time, which meant that I didn't have to prep a lot. That's one of the things that's interesting about prepping for 5e that I've noticed when prepping for other games like Numenera or Blades in the Dark or other sort of more story focused games is when you throw a battle into like a 5e game, you know that you're killing like an hour, depending on how big the battle is. If it's a, if it's a battle with multiple combatants, multiple types of enemies and any kind of complicated area, you're gonna, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna take some time. And which means you don't actually have to prep as much. And, and most of the time, 5e players are more than happy to have a nice fun fight, as long as there's a good reason for the fight, as long as they're enjoying what's going on, as long as they have opportunities for the characters to shine, then they're gonna enjoy a battle. Like the 5e, the big part of 5e is running running combat. So that that is kind of that's that's kind of interesting. And so we we did. So the last session they they fought assassin devils. We'll take a look at our notes from last time. And they they fought a bunch of assassin devils. They met Winslaw Braz, Winslaw Braz who they'd met him before as the mayor of Red Tower. He came in and is like, "What did you do to my beautiful grass?" because these four unholy circles that had forged in the in the grass. The the de- the devils were summoned by Immorta the Debased who sent them after the characters. This actually might be a good a good secret for for the next game so why don't we we're going to actually just start our notes right away so that i can keep track of it as always i am using notion to do my campaign planning if you are curious about using notion for your campaign planning feel free to go down to the show notes below and you can you too can use notion for your campaign planning i have a whole template and everything so i'm going to generate a new session planning template that's done normally it jumps into it didn't this is 23 april sunday scarlet Citadel. And one of the secrets that we're going to put in right away is Immorta. Immorta the Debased sent the assassin devils after the characters based on the gemstone, based on the gemstone that Zula gave to the characters. Tracked by. Immorta is using the powers of the twisted ley lines to summon powerful entities from other worlds, entities far more powerful than those she would normally be able to. So we've got a couple of secrets already. Yeah, so they fought the assassin devils. Then the circus came into town. Brynjar, the Loki-touched lord of the Trollkins, showed up. He's got his crown. He's ha- happy. And 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 what does he want to do? Loki, Loki, Brynjar, Loki-touched Brynjar, I guess we could just bring up Brynjar, wants to expand his people and his reach outside of the Scarlet Citadel. He wants to do so by running a Trollkin Carnival, complete with dancing trained dire owlbears. Four 
So that's kind of a fun little thing. So they saw the circus come come to town. They saw the shaman were doing fun magic tricks. The troll, the dire owl bears were doing dire owl bear things. That is that is a good time. They engaged in some rest. I don't think that they had visited Tymon. That didn't happen. They did chat with the other mushroom folk. They did not meet Morgan Swifthand, the ghost champion of cores, who could talk to Dorne and say, you don't belong here, and what do you want? That, that didn't occur. Grink did meet Conrad Forgeborn and got a hold of a bunch of new magic spells. So that was, that was fun. And they did not go to Temple Bart, wasn't there. So we have four characters today as well. Uh, we, we, we don't have as many characters as we did. Then they were going to return. Do they want to go down the Bat Caves? Are they going to go through level one or take their new secret passage through level four? Are they going to finally deal with the Necrotech Reaver is a big question. There's a Necrotech Reaver wandering around outside of the Dwarven back door to Scarlet Citadel. The, I think the thing is like the Necrotech, this is kind of a secret, the Necrotech Reaver guarding the Dwarven back entrance to level three of the Scarlet Citadel is mostly invisible unless someone wanders into the graveyard where the entrance lies. So they can't really see it. This is why people haven't discovered this thing is that you know, mostly if they leave the Dwarven, the old you know, Dwarven cemetery alone, they, the Necrotech Reaver never does anything. But if you enter the cemetery and it looks like you're lurking around, the Reaver will come and, and, and dice you up. So I think, the funny thing is, I don't think they left the town. I don't think they, they, I know that they were on their way back. They wanted to make their way back. I should have asked them how they were on magic items and what other, what other kinds of things they want. I failed to do, I failed to do so. So we're going to, we're going to take that and we're going to do it for this one too. I don't remember. It doesn't feel like we got a whole lot done because we got a big battle against demon assassin or devil assassins certainly did it. So let's take a look at the secrets and clues from last week. We have Gellert's experiments continue. The twisting of the ley lines is causing further damage to the crossroads and must be stopped. That's probably a good secret. And more to the debase can summon powerful levels. Yes. And more to the debase disciple is half sister of Zula. So they didn't learn that. One of the players learned that. Why did that not? Let's see. We'll just see if I can copy that whole thing. There we go. So that, that is a secret worthwhile. Zula, Witch of the White Forest, didn't want anything bad to happen, but she used to, rev- but she used to revere and now fears and more to the debased. That sounds cool. That's a good secret that we can pass along. Zula had been tasked by Morty to keep track of those who would enter the Scarlet Citadel. None had ever gotten as far as the characters. Most never came back at all. I don't know if they're going to deal with Zula at all. Most of these they'd learned from Zula, but we'll keep these handy. Zula never had an intention of causing harm and hadn't until the Assassin Devils came. I don't think we need to keep harping on that. And more the debates is a summoner of demons and devils. She has a summoning circle in Scarlet Citadel. She uses to summon her most powerful beasts. We don't need that. The draw of the Dustlands portal on level two is tied to an entity and Morta summoned. So that one they did find out. I don't remember how, but they found that out. One of the creatures that must be slain to break the bonds of the third icosahedron is Lagfell, the undead remains of a former follower of Karen who went bad. What if Lagfell is like what would happen to Dorne if Dorne stayed? I kind of like that. It's kind of fun that one of the characters is undead and is looking to like, you know, come back. Two factions of Darrow battle for supremacy in the Batcaves. Neither side is strong enough to defeat the other. Yes. Immortal the Debased is one of the anchors of the third icosahedron. Yes. Temple of Gellert is used to... The Morty the Debased is using the power of the third Icosahedron to make herself immune to attacks. She can only be defeated by shifting over to a world in which the Icosahedron cannot protect her. That is... Those are, those are three juicy secrets. Good ones. So funny. We already have our 10 secrets and clues. Well, well as we think about today's adventure, we're going to actually like look through level three and four 
and and see if there's any other kind of secrets that we secrets that we need there fantastic locations i think we're good you know what we could do we could have like a location that might run that they might run into along the way uh so we will go to our sly flourish random generator this random generator is available to patrons of sly flourish a nice handy random generator that you can use to nice handy random generator that you can use to generate all different kinds of things so we'll generate a monument we'll make it a midgard monument and we'll just hit go unearthed emerald skull of rafa the crossroads that's kind of interesting i like that that one's that one's cool right off the bat unearthed emerald skull of rafa the crossroads gear goddess that'd be a fun one so we're going to throw that this is last week's notes i can safely close that that's cool Unearth unhallowed ruins of Holda, the elven goddess of hearth and seasons. Unearth uh, an uh, earthen uh, hallowed ruins of Holda. That sounds kind of fun. These are just sort of ones you know, we 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 pull up some random tables to come up with some ideas. Ruby oozing megalith of Horus, the southern scholar. Nah. Musical cracked megalith of Aten, the southern god. Nah. Titanic ruby ship of Wotan, the northern rune. Nah. Crystalline abyssal carnal pit of the hunter. That's kind of cool crystalline i don't know about let's see if there's another adjective infested Ooh, that's kind of nasty infested abyssal carnal pit of the hunter they haven't dealt with the hunter the god the hunter who's a sort of a dark a dark god that could be fun we could have bandit centaurs we put that down in our bandit centaurs why do we have bandit centaurs because bandit centaurs apparently worship the hunter so the idea that the bandit centaurs are kind of hunting and throwing I mean, it could be like devil. Maybe the bandit centaurs are hunting. So this could be a fun little encounter. Bandit centaurs. We'll make these CR4s. Do we want a lot of them or a few of them? I guess let's see our sounds about right for bandit centaur. Bandit centaurs are hunting unearthed demons in the forests who have become more prevalent in recent weeks. They dispose of them in a, an abyssal charnel pit in the woods. Cool. That could be a fun little side encounter on the way. Bandit centaurs of the hunter. Let's give the leader of these centaurs a name. We will go up to random generator and generate an NPC. Gazelle is kind of a cool name. Titan star. Gazelle Titan star. Mm, it's not terrible. Put this down in NPCs. Hill crippler. Starny. Silver forged. Scale flinger. Red cry. How about red tooth? Leader. The bandit centaurs. And her archetype will be, what's his name from Lord of the Rings? Mr. Grim Dude from, of the Rohirrim. What was the guy's name? The guy who ended up becoming like the Lord of the Rohirrim. Is that his name? Hi. Eomer. Yeah, that works. What's the actor's name? He's in everything. He's in Thor, Love and Thunder. Carl Urban. That's right. Good archetype. Only the bandit centaur is a she. Gazelle Redtooth is a she, but she acts a lot. She's very grim. Like, we're hunting. Hunting devils, hunting demons. So we got that. That's cool. Bandit centaurs on the way. What is the strong... I mean, the bandit centaurs could be a strong start, but if they're still in town... So, so one of the things is I did some sort of offline role-playing with one of the players where she... But he, the character, he... And that was... I haven't even gone through the characters. That was Mez. Oh, but Mez will be in this one. Mez is here today. So I think the strong start is Mez tells the others about Zula. That is a good strong start. Mez tells others about Zula's betrayal. I think that's a good strong start. And then scene-wise, we have like probably finish up in Red Tower, travel back to the Scarlet Citadel, choose, choose a path, level one, 
or level three, the Dwarven Cemetery. Level one is the ruins above. And there's an NPC who hangs out there they keep running into. She lights a fire. She serves them twice dead, twice dead sandwiches is her specialty. They're sandwich meat taken from zombies. But it's not cannibalism because they're zombies. They were killed twice. That's what she tells people anyway. It's pretty funny because people are like, wow, these, these sandwiches are great. And she's like, yeah, aren't they really good? And like, yeah. And then they wandered off and then they're like, what is it made of? Because I call them twice dead sandwiches. And they're like, twice dead? What does that mean? Well, they're, they're from the zombies. And they're like, we're eating zombie meat. And like, yeah, and like, that's not, no. she goes, no, I have a special way to prepare it. So it's safe. It's only totally safe. It's only totally fine. And they're like, but isn't it like people? And she's like, no, they're zombies. It's not people. And the other guy's like, this is a great sandwich. Fun, fun times. Uh, that, that was Ushalux. Ushalux is hanging out with Ushalux. So that works. So I got fun NPC there. What else? Is there any other NPCs? Yeah, probably Tymon. Maybe Zula. Maybe Winslaw. I think, is there anybody else? Any other NPCs? Let's take a, let's take a poke through the other NPCs. Any other NPCs? They have Thoas. I shouldn't forget about Thoas. Thoas is the white head that they're carrying around. The players have all remarked that in every campaign they're always carrying in the, the, he, the undead head of something. The last time it was a silver skull. And now it's an actual white's head. I already forgot the name of it. Wasn't it? Thoas. So that could be pretty good. We have time. Let's try. Well, you want to try a fun? We're going to try a fun thing in Notion. One of the things I notice is that I sort of have to keep track of like which NPCs are important currently. But what if I go into my NPCs and we pick certain ones and I'm going to make a new, I guess I could make a new tag and I could say current, right? These are like the current NPCs. Who are the current NPCs? I don't know if this is going to work well or not. But I can basically pick like which NPCs do I need to highlight? Morgan Swift and Ghost Champion probably. Uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Thoas is current. And more to the base is not. Kurgaram, no. I don't know if this is going to work. My idea was, because it's all like the current ones. So there's two, you know, we could do to make life a little easier, is view layout as a table. And then we can go through here and say who the anchor, Shogoth, the chain thing, Lagrafel, this one might be current. Gil Sphere, yes. Do I have gills here twice? I do. We can delete one of these. So why am I doing this, you're wondering? I, was, I have Kurgaram here twice. That's no good. And I have Thoas here twice. Look at all these, like, duplicates. I must have made new ones when I'm like, oh, I don't have that person, and then I totally do. I think Gostov will be the new head. He's getting promoted. And he's now the head of the Trollkin that are still down in Scarlet Citadel. Last Baskalag is current. Zula is current. Lux is current. Tymon is current. Winslow Bras is current. That's a lot of NPCs that are current. That's like half of them. So why do we do that? So the cool thing is I can go in here. I can go into my notes. And instead of having this list of NPCs here, I do a table view. And I say we want it from the Scarlet Citadel database. We filter. And we're going to add an advanced filter. And where tags contains NPC and current. That didn't work. Oh, because you know why? Yeah, it has to be and. Contains NPC, because it does. this is or. Add a filter rule. And tag contains current. 
save. We can remove this one. Hide. We can remove the... And since that's the only thing we've got, then we can say view layout as a list. And why is this still... Did it layout as a list? Why is it showing the tags? Properties. Turn that off. So now we have a list and it, it's automatic. So the example is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dump these. Oh, that didn't do what I wanted. Right? And now these are my current NPCs. I've marked... I've marked which ones I think are current, and they show up automatically. Now, the cool bit, I don't think I can... So I can duplicate this? Yeah. I don't know a good way to, like, copy this. Oh, hang on. I don't know how this is going to work. You know what? It's going to be easier if I just do it. So now I go to my, my things. I go to my session planning template. I click the little gear. I go down here to the session notes template. So this is the one that every time I generate a new one, it does this. And I go in here... And I, type, I do the same thing. I'm going to say table view. And we're going to do the Scarlet Citadel database. And we're going to do a filter. Are we going to do, yeah, filter, advanced filter, add a filter rule. And when tags contains NPC and tags contains current. And we hit save. And we're going to view as a list. And we're going to remove the properties so that we don't bother to see the tags. And so now, and that is saved in the template. So now whenever I launch a new template, it will already have the NPCs pre-populated based on the fact that I've added a tag. If I decide, yeah, these are no longer current, I can just drop into them and drop the current tag and that will disappear and it won't show up in the next one. That way from session to session, I don't have to add the NPCs every time that the NPCs are, are there automatically. You can see I'm already doing that with monsters. So that's kind of a handy way to pre-fill out some of my notes, saving me a little time. Right now we can move this one to old session notes. So I think that's kind of fun, right? I think I don't, it's a cool power, power notion, power notion thing. And that way I can focus on my secrets. I'll still do fantastic locations. I don't think you need to do the same thing with locations because they're, they're so temporal. But here, is, it, is there a show database title? We can yank that and we can rename this. Current PCs. There. I did that, but now I got to go do in the template too. We have some extra time today, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to fret too much about dorking with this stuff. Oh, uh, go into the layout. You say show database title. We can get rid of that. And we can rename this current NPCs. There. Cool. Right. Neat. Now it's set for all time. Well, it's set for this, set for this one. I don't know if I'll make that part of the default. I could, I could add that to default template. I don't know. If you like that and you want to see it added to the default template, let me know. Either let me know in, in the SlyFlash Discord server or you can put a comment and I'll keep, I'll keep a note. If you think like, ah, that's a little tweaky and weird. Because I don't know, I might, I'm, I'm not going to add it right away. I'm going to try it out for a little while and see. Because I wonder if like it ends up being more of a hassle of managing the NPCs on which ones are current and which ones aren't. If that ends up being more of a hassle, then, you know, why bother? What would be more interesting, <clears throat> then I don't know, Mark. What would be more interesting, and I don't know if this is possible, is that any time I mention an NPC in my notes anywhere, it would be nice if it automatically added it to a list. You know, I don't think you can do that. I don't think there's a cool way to do that. But it would be neat if you could just anywhere in the notes, I typed out an NPC name and then like in the NPC list, it was just added to the list. That would be really cool. Jim, the Puka says, not sure about this fix. Seems like you have to go through the, all the NPCs each time to see which is current. So your view gets auto, gets auto populated. I, the, the question is like, do you think, 
So do you think it's easier to start with a blank slate every time? Or is it easier to look and say, look, okay, who's no longer current? Because if I look in and I like, let's, 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 let's add somebody I know isn't current. So I'll go and I'll add, oh, I want to go back to my other view for this one. Oh, I still want a table. No, I want a different layout. I want gallery, right? Gallery. There we go. So let's add somebody who isn't, isn't current. So we'll add Skix, right? Skix, the surviving dust goblin. And we'll put him as current. And then what happens is during the thing, I look and I go, okay, let's take a look through the NPCs. And I see Swift Hand. And I go, you know, Skix, why is Skix here? I can just side peek Skix and drop him right off. So is it easier to, to prune people than it is to, is it easier to prune people than it is to add them from scratch? But then of course there's, well, like, what about people that you need to add to the list? Well, that's, you still have the review of the NPCs to go through and say, is there anybody else in here that, that I don't currently have? But I think it gets you started. So, but you're right. It's, it's a question of, is it actually easy or not? Which is why I don't think I'm going to add it to, uh, I don't know if I'll add it to the default template yet. I'm not sworn that this is better. So we're going we're gonna to try it. You know, it's now wired into this template. So we'll try it for a while and we'll see how it goes. And if I like it, then I'll move it over to the other, I'll move it over to the, the main template. You saw me do it though. So if you want to add it, it's not terribly difficult. You literally just add another tag called current. And then you add a table view inside your template that says, show show those that are tagged with both npc and current you could just do current except you might want to use current for other things too we might decide we want to use current for locations or items or stuff like that and if you want to do that then that's another way to do it so let's see what else do we need so the npcs that are there i know that pat is not there and i think joe is not there but i or maybe no juliet's not there but i think I think everybody else is there. So Skrink isn't there and Garble isn't there. But Malarkey is there, Mez is there, Dorn is there, and Bard is there. I still have that opportunity for for the priest. I, something that I was going to do last time was have like a priest of Rava talk to Bart. But I want to get him back into the Citadel. We don't want to spend a lot of time in town. So I, I think a neat a neat thing could be the, 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 the emerald clockwork head, right? The unearthed emerald skull of Rava the Crossroad Gear Goddess. That could be kind of a fun one. That could be a fun encounter that ties to that ties to Bart. It could impart upon Bart that the importance of fixing the ley lines because it is it is causing chaos as far as back now. So I think that that could be a fun connection. So I've got but what about yeah so those are the characters. Are there any other so we got Bart, Dorn I, with the main drive of getting him back into the Scarlet Citadel, I don't want to have too many like town encounter kind of things. So I'll probably say like, is there anything else you want to do in county, town? Are you going to head back? But I think the main thing is that Mez is going to talk about Zula's betrayal and, and why Zula did it, which is important. The character, the player knows. So the player will, will through, through her character, will will talk about it. And Malarkey Jones, I don't, uh, yeah. So I don't think we have any other sort of character driven stuff that has to happen in town. And then it's getting back to, Getting back to the Scarlet Citadel, what path are they going to take? If they go to the ruins above, I, I have this in the wrong place, with the Necrotech Reaver. The Necrotech Reaver, it's CR6 and slow. So it's hard, but I, I think that they'll be able to, I think that they'll be able to take it out, you know, without too much difficulty. So I'm not going to worry I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it harder. I, it doesn't need to be a big challenging fight because they're, they're on their way in. Like they shouldn't get their asses handed to them on their way into the Scarlet Citadel. The bandit centaurs, the Emerald Head of Rava bequeath, gives a quest to 
Bart. A piece of you lies within the Citadel. I think that could be a fun thing. Piles of secrets and clues. We have a couple fantastic locations on the way, but most of them we have most of them we have in the book itself, which we're going to take a look at now. And we got our big pile of NPCs. Do I have both of the the Darrow, Kurgaram and Gilsphere are the two Darrow that are important because the whole next level, the level four, we're going to be building it on the concept of Sanjiro slash Yojimbo that a the characters come in and there's two groups that are kind of at war with one another, but neither has the upper hand on the other, but maybe the characters can do it. The characters are level six. There are four of them. That puts a deadly encounter benchmark at 12. 12 is about the maximum number of CRs that they can face. So that would be three, three CR4s. The bandit centaurs, might we could do challenge two instead, and that could be more of them. Now, they're not going to get a fight with them, so I'm not too worried about it. We have, these are all creatures that we think we're going to see, but we also have Darrow in here, don't we? So I have like swarm of bats, saber tooth bat, giant vampire bat, clacker beetle swarm. I think we're done with the clacker beetles. So we can pull these from the Scarlet Citadel holding pattern. The Necrotech Reaver, yes, but we also have Darrow. So let's go into the monster database and let's go look for Darrow. We will remove, there are eight different kinds of Darrow. So we want these in the holding pattern. This is a Scarlet Citadel holding pattern. Oh, I like Darrow Shadow Anti-Paladin. That's cool. A Shadow Seeker. So what are they? Let's, you know, we have the book right here. Why don't we take a look? So we're going to go to Bat Caves and take a look at the creatures that we, that we have here. So there's a Darrow Witch Queen. Why is the Witch Queen not showing up in my... It looks like a Darrow. So the Witch Queen, we put in our holding pattern and we have a speaker in the darkness speaker in that so they're not listed as darrow that's that's a problem that's one reason why i'm not finding them and so th those are the two that we've got there what other critters do we find since we're looking through monsters one big factor in this which is going to be you know so we got our swarms of bats darrow pariahs which i guess are in the appendix here so let's let's take a look at, at those Monsters, monsters. Darrow pariahs are CR2s. So we're going to go to the monster database. We're going to create a new monster. And we're going to create a Darrow pariah. And they are CR2, 14 AC, 36 hit points. CR2, 14, not very high on hit points. They have an initiative of two. They are in the source is Scarlet Citadel. Page number, just to be totally, is 175. I think everything else is good. View, we're going to do Scarlet Citadel holding pattern. And then here's the fun bit. Ready for the fun bit? Copy that text and paste it into the blob here. Oh, look at that ugly stat block. Let's open this up. Look at that ugly stat block. And that's not even all of it. There's, there's more on the next page. Grab that piece. Whoops. Select that. Oh, look at it. Look at all those like line breaks and all that terrible stuff. If only there was some easy way. Oh, wait. Thank you, Artificial Intelligence. Format the above text as a D&D &D 5e stat block. Oh, look at that. They built tables. Nice formatting. Got rid of all the extra line breaks. It's got the reactions, panic shot. Look at that. Nice, nice, good, solid stat block. And now we can get rid of this crappy one. And we've got a nice clean one. Thank you. Thank you, artificial intelligence. Thank you, chat GPT. 
if you haven't seen it. ChatGPT, Notion has ChatGPT built in, so you can do some inline stuff. It's got a limited number of prompts you can do unless you pay. I went ahead and paid for the year because I use it a lot. So handy way, really good at things like formatting a stat block. I like it. Although you can see here, like this isn't perfect, but whatever. It's so much better than it was. So that's the, the Darrow Pariah. There was another Darrow that was in there too, wasn't there? The Dement, which is a CR3. So we'll add that one too. Go back here, new monster, pop this open. Darrow Dement, CR3, 1655. Three, 1655. Initiative is three. Source is Scarlet Citadel. Page number is 175. So this is the thing that I think is really cool about the, the monster database is that it's really easy to add monsters to it. So like, you know, it it is, it's one thing to have like an online database where you can get access to a bunch of monsters already, but typically it's not easy to add your own. And this one, it really is. Like you're seeing everything that I'm doing here, right? And it's really easy to add it in. It's really easy with the, you know, notion doing things like formatting, really easy to add a new monster. In. And then, you know, it takes what, a minute or so, but now you got the stat block all set inside your, inside your notion database. And now it's added to that database. So while the main database has all of the SRD monsters, I've added a bunch of Spelljammer monsters. I've added a bunch of Scarlet Citadel monsters. I've added a bunch of Empire of the Ghouls monsters. I've added my own monsters. So my own copy of the database, which I don't make publicly available because it's got a bunch of non-OGL monsters in it. But it's, you can see how easy it is to add your own, your own monsters to it. That is in the holding pattern as well. So what is the holding pattern? So now if I go back to my notes in the monster section, I've got all these Darrow. I should sort this. We're going to sort by, what we're going to do by name. There we go. Oh, but a speaker in the darkness is, is a Darrow speaker in the darkness. And the, what happened? Oh, that's what happened. There we go. So I've got all my Darrow. So what else is going on in the adventure? One of the things that is tricky in this adventure, and when I think about like how the characters are going to get involved, is they're going to see that they're, they're going to find out that they're these factions. I think I'm going to like throw the kitchen sink at them pretty early on. They're going to get in a big fight. And then like, a uh, then you know the 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 in the groups are not gonna overcome them but they're gonna be like wait we have a proposal for you you know like they're gonna stop the battle and the darrow don't care if you've killed a bunch of their other darrow so it's not like you you went too far with them i think that it'll be fine and you know i think that they'll share all that kind of information about the darrow we got some really cool maps here oh we have a dragonborn gladiator so we need to add a gladiator let's go back to the monster database we're gonna use the Monstrous Menagerie version. So I like Monstrous Menagerie. Down there in the monsters. So they're going to go down to this area. They're going to find out. They're going to go to that main room, and that's where gonna, they're going to see a bunch of Darrow. They're going to learn about, like, the false Kamazot's priest, but I think he'll invite them over. So, you know, I think I definitely want to have, you know, NPC interaction and that they have to kind of decide who they're going to face, and each group is kind of working one against the other and so on and so forth. You know, here's, here's some like, you know, it's one of the few times in this book it actually has bullets that are useful that you can read. Darrow came here via Black River. Don't know how long because they've been in the darkness ever since. They can learn a lot about stuff about the Immorta, the debased. A bunch of stuff about Immorta, Kurgoram, the Acid Queen. I think her persona, we're going to go with the Acid Queen who is sung by Tina Turner in the, in Tommy, the Who, the, the, the movie version of the Who album. 
but I like Tina Turner's role in Beyond the Thunderdome. So I think that that's who that's who she will be. Raggedy Man. I think that that all works. And then yeah, the whole trick here is like which rooms which rooms you have the view like like you know that they you have the alternate view so there's the whole idea that like reality is fake that there's you know this this world we seem to be walking around in isn't the real world the real world you can only reach by imbibing in this fine substance and it's actually kind of true like you actually do sort of shift over to this whole other world i i like that idea a lot that's one of there's a lot of really cool ideas in this adventure that i think are really fun but what is a chupacabra that is a monster we want to add there we go. We can have a Darrow anti-paladin, a fanatic, anti-paladin fanatic. Mind rot thralls. Oops. Mind rot thralls. And those are the holding pattern. And they have bearded, barbed and bearded devils. That's kind of cool. And there's a Morta. But I think a Morta, the whole deal is they can't face a Morta without getting access to the thing to drink so that they can face her in the other world. And I think she's got powerful devils that are protecting her in the other world. That'll be kind of fun. These potions of augmented reality. Exactly how these events unfold. One of the things I was complaining about in another Discord is like these rooms that have three-page descriptions, right? 417, magic skull. 15-foot magic skull, blah, 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 blah. Look, two whole pages. It's, almost, it's two full pages. It's spread across three different pages. It's crazy. And then we get down to the Black River. I don't know how many sessions the this whole area is going to take, this whole chapter, you know, level four. We'll find out. But I think, you know, we're going to play it by ear. And, you know, I have some interesting NPCs that the characters can get involved in. We have that interesting tension in the situation. We have sort of a general path of like what's going on. And yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think we're all set. I think we got a lot of cool stuff there. So let's just take another quick look through my notes and see, do I have everything I want? Am I all set? I'm pretty sure. Oh, you know what? I don't have some treasure. Let's roll some treasure. So I don't have a good idea. I want to find, well, what do they need? Uh, that's a big question I need to ask. But in the meantime, I can drop in. We can do like a treasure hoard. I think there's treasure that's in the book too. So I'll get that. We'll drop this big pile of treasure in here. We will get rid of the animate dead scroll because I don't want them to be animating dead. That sounds like a pain in the ass. And then we want like a couple of fun... The oil, well, they already have like oil of ethereal and this doesn't really help. Plus one spear, they already got that. They already got a spear that nobody wants. We can just roll some straight uncommon magic items. Lightning touched aberrant cloak of protection of Wotan. That's kind of cool because that could be one of the dwarves who worshipped Thor and whatnot. Ruby prehistoric set of eyes of the eagle of Valund. That's not bad. They've they got big piles of magic items recently, so I really don't need it. I've already done a javelin to lightning. Cracked Aberrant Staff of the Adder. One of the things I need to do is start adding in Vault of Magic stuff into here. Star Touch Orcish Trident of Loki. Dagger of Circe's Ceres. Dreamscape Dark Elven Ring of Warmth of Holda. Hmm. Ring of Warmth gives resistance to fire. I'll put it in there. So we'll see. If we come at an opportunity, for, we need treasure. We have, a few, we have a few ideas for treasure. What about some one-use magic items? Let's do some of those. So in this case, we'll do item Midgard, and we'll put some deep magic spells on it. Sapphire Ethereal Feather of Sith, the northern sword maiden that casts Last Rays of the Dying Sun. That sounds cool. Burst of Searing Heat explodes from you, dealing 60 to all enemies in range, enemies within range. Immediately afterwards, a wave of frigid cold. That's cool. 12d6 damage. Like it. That's powerful. And it hits enemies. Sapphire Ethereal Feather of Sith. That's a good one. 
Flaming prehistoric amulet of Chernabog. I guess hunting stand. Hunting stand sounds dumb, but I like the rest of this. We just want to find a fun spell, a Chernabog-y spell. Sinophobia. Fear of canids. That's a weird one. Fear of canids. Ancestor's strength. Blood offering. Corpse of a creature that isn't undead or a construct and consume its life force. You must have dealt damage to the creature before it died and must have been dead no longer than one hour. You gain a number of hit points equal to 1d4 times the creature's challenge rating. That's kind of cool. I like that. Scary. And we got all kinds of people doing stuff with undead. We'll do one more. Ghoul King's Cloak. Level 8. You touch a creature. One action. Duration up to a minute. Armor class 2. When the uses the attack action to make a melee weapon attack, it can make one additional attack of the same kind. Immune to necrotic and radiant damage. Can't be reduced to less than one hit point. Is that OP? Immune to necrotic and radiant. Could be a lot. But it is concentration. It's, if it's a single-use item, I don't think I, I... I think that's okay. I like it. Concentration goes on forever the dice. It's one minute. It's one minute single use. I don't think it's going to be that overpowered. Yeah, it's an eighth level spell, right? So it's a super powerful eighth level spell. But in this case, we're only going to frozen dwarven goblet of the of Karen, the city god of death. That's pretty cool. So yeah, and it could be like a skulled goblet. And you got to drink from it. There's like a black liquid. There's some of the ooh. There's some of the there's some of the river sticks in it. I like that. That's cool. So I think we've got everything we need. Uh, I've got lots of cool treasure i've got piles of monsters i got tons of npcs i got some fantastic locations i got a bunch of secrets and clues i got my scenes i got my start strong start i've reviewed the characters i feel prepared i feel ready to run my game today so i want to thank everybody for hanging out with me today especially those folks on twitch that have been hanging out thank you so much and if you liked this show and you want more stuff like this please consider subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter. It's absolutely free. You get a free Adventure Generator PDF sent right to you, and you get a weekly RPG-related email sent to your inbox every week. You can also pick up any of my books, including Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, the Lazy DM's Workbook, and the Lazy DM's Companion, all in the Sly Flourish bookstore. Or you can become a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of stuff. They get the monster, the, the random generator you just saw. They get that. They get access to all kinds of other cool things. And they get the monthly Q&A. They get a dedicated Discord server. All different kinds of great stuff for becoming a patron of Flush. you can find the links to all of those down in the show notes below thank you all very much have a great day and get out there and play an rpg